Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, and we've got a great show on the way for you today. We're going to be talking a little bit about football and financial planning. Why not? Tis the season, Kevin, right? It is the season, yep. Yeah, and uh, Lions not doing too bad this year. So, well, kind of good something start, to be excited about. You, yeah, and then last week I watched them. I'm like, oh, come on, don't blow it in the last, you know, yeah. the last, man, they did, so. So close. But, I mean, yep. they, they are competitive and, they are, and, they are. and started with a great win. So, I like the coach. And uh, so, I think the Lions are going to be fun to watch this year. So. so I do, too. He seems to be a real uh, motivator, a real positive guy. So, th- I think things are finally going to change in Detroit. So Yeah. He's, he's intense, and that makes it fun. And, um, yeah, I think they've got some good personalities around the team. And, I mean, after the last, what, two decades, what else can you ask for than to just, uh, yeah, just be competitive, right? Be competitive. Did you hear his morning routine? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, he goes to Starbucks and he gets a special concoction. I think there's like okay. 1,300 milligrams of caffeine oh first gosh. thing in the morning. Yeah, so he's he's intense. He doesn't even seem like he needs that amount of caffeine. But. No, but that's what he does every every morning, supposedly according to the story I read. So Poor guy's heart's going to explode one of these days. That's what I thought. Holy cow. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. But yeah. I guess there's a lot of people. You know, people mix like Red Bull with uh, – you're a Red Bull guy, right? No. No. Okay. Uh, people mix like Red Bulls with coffee. I'm like, that's just insane. Well, I have I do do energy drinks. I'll do like the five-hour or Zola. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were an energy drink guy, just yeah, not the yeah. Red Bulls. Okay. The Red Bull I had like years ago, I mean, just a little bit of it, and I didn't sleep all night. Oh, so that yeah. Red Bull is too intense for me. A little me, too so. much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my heart would uh, would stop if I had an energy drink. <laughs> I can handle coffee, but only, you know, if I go a little overboard, it's a bit too much. So in any event, we're going to talk about some football and financial planning, lots of other good stuff on today's show as well to hopefully help you better prepare for your retirement future. And uh, we're going to do all that with Kevin Ray. If you're new to the show, he is your financial coach. Uh, the company is Insight Folios. Here's the cool thing. Kevin's been in the area his whole life, born and raised in Pinconning. That's where the office is today. And he's got over three decades of experience in the financial planning realm. He's also the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. And that's kind of what we do each week here on the show, help you navigate through your retirement plan. If you have any questions as we go through the program today or ever want to reach out to Kevin outside of the show as well, you can do that by calling 888-885-PLAN. It's that easy. We'll give you that number a few times today. 888-885-PLAN. You can also go online to insightfolios.com. Kevin, are you a big football guy or you just kind of keep up to date with kind of what's going on for the most part? I'm not the fanatic, you know. I don't know who wins every week. I, I just sure. kind of keep track of the the, the Lions because, you know, I'm rooting for them. But if you ask me what other teams I've won, I couldn't tell you because I, I'm not that big a fanatic. But I do like football and I do like watching the Lions, especially in Barry Sanders' return. And they were winning yeah. at that time. But so I'm hoping for their return, yeah. Well, that's good, and you'll still be perfectly qualified for today's conversation. So no worries on that front. If you're listening to today's show, you're like, okay, I'm not the biggest football fan in the world, but if you have the most basic understanding of the game, 
I think you'll be okay following along with our examples today. Since it's football season, we just thought it'd be fun of our annual tradition of finding new ways to learn about financial planning from the game of football. So this is the 2023 edition of this conversation, Kevin. All right, let's first talk about running the ball, running the ball. What do good football coaches know about their offense when it comes to running the ball? Well, that's a, uh, right, you have to run the ball. You have to mix it up a little bit, right? Yeah, not going to be effective if the other team knows it's going to be a pass every single time you run a play. Yeah, so we have to, you know, the running game, we all know the running game is going to have to be established. Otherwise, you're just going to sit back in the pocket and wait for the pass all the time. So when how can we relate that to financial planning? That's what your question is going to be, right? Yep. So, you know, if if we're going to run the ball, almost every play, Walter, If, if when I watch football anyway, almost the first play of most every game is what? Probably a run play. A lot Probably of times. a run play, right? Yep. So, you know, when we're talking about running the ball uh, comparably to financial planning, I think start early, right? Be consistent because if you're going to run the ball, you have to be consistent. You can't do it once. So what does being consistent mean? Well, it means, you know, be consistent in your 401k contributions, be consistent on your IRA contributions, be consistent on, you know, your tax planning, all those other types of things. And that's going to lead into making smart financial decisions. So, you know, you want to start early, you want to start as uh, early in the game, you, you go to work, you want to start that 401k contribution, you want to get that matching because that's free money, you want to be consistent at it, you want to do it every single week or every other week whenever you get paid, you want to increase that with inflation along the way, you want to, you know, maybe add 1% each each more to your contributions per year, you want to make smart financial decisions, you want to be diversified, that's what I mean by smart financial decisions, be diversified, don't own seven different mutual funds and think you're diversified, because they probably all own the same type of companies. And then keep your emotions in check. That's the big one, right? When you look at the football team, you're hyped, right? Your emotions are going high. Uh, We want to keep our emotions in check uh, when we're going down the field towards retirement because what's going to happen is that market's going to go, you know, it's going to take a dive many, many times and you need to keep your emotions in check because if, you know, instead of thinking this as a disaster, most of the time it's an opportunity and people don't look at it that way. So those emotions keeping a check is going to be good and it's just, it's, it's a good game plan to start off when you're getting into the workforce and you're getting going down that field, you're at the you're at the ten yard line, and we got to go to the you know all the ninety more yards, and that's what we need to do. We need to get to the end of that ninetieth yard, and that's the way I typically sit down and we talk to people and do those types of things. Yeah, sometimes you hit that big play that gets you all the way down the field, but more often than not, when you're starting at your own ten yard line and you got to go all the way down there, uh, when you successfully reach the end zone and score that touchdown, they always flash that graphic up on the screen that describes how they got there, and they'll say, "Oh, it was an eleven play drive that had you know six runs and five passes or something like that." So it's that mix of things, it's that consistency, it's taking it one bite at a time, all those kinds of deals. So yeah, every once in a while you hit the big play. But what you just described sounded like all the fundamentals need to come first. And that's kind of what it is in football. With that running game, that's the fundamental. Then we can get fancier with the passing stuff. So 
Great comparison, Kevin. Thanks for kicking us off in a good way there. All right, let's talk about halftime adjustments. This is something that is very common in football. Every team comes into the game with a set game plan. In fact, a lot of teams even script their opening drive. They have a script of how exactly the plays they want to run for the first 10 or 15 plays of the game. But just because you have a plan doesn't mean that every part of it's going to work. We know that very well, Kevin. Way too many variables in the equation for you to kind of predict exactly how the game is going to go and time out exactly what you want and and should do. So you get to halftime, halfway through the game, it gives the coaches an opportunity to then make some adjustments and fix things that weren't working in the first half. And that's why you see a lot of teams come out in the second half and look a lot better than they did in the first half of the game because of those adjustments. So on the financial planning side, Kevin, what are the kinds of things that typically have to be adjusted in somebody's financial plan as life unfolds a little bit? Sure. So we're talking halftime. So we're not talking when you first start out like we were just a minute ago. We're talking, you know, you're getting closer to retirement. So this is where you're going to sit down with an advisor and you're going to look at, do I need need to make any adjustments that's going on in my current portfolio, my current contributions, those types of things. So the first thing is, let's sit down, let's look at your current plan and let's see if we need to tweak it a little bit, you know, make those adjustments during halftime. So what are we looking at typically? Well, if you're getting closer to retirement, I'm going to you know, see what your, what your contributions are now, how much you've saved. Do we need to step up those contributions to get you where we want to be? Or are you fine? We don't know. If you're not fine, well, now's a perfect time to sit down and, and you know, make those adjustments and increase your contributions to your 401k, maybe IRAs or whatever you're, you're doing. Strategies. Now, when you're younger, you're 22 years old, you know, and you're going into the workforce, you're going to want a lot of risk. Well, as you get closer to retirement, risk is probably not going to be your friend like it was when you were in your 20s. We need to cut back. We need to make some adjustments. We need to have some more diversification going on, those types of things. And the plan. Don't wait until you're until you're getting closer to retirement to set up this plan. Come, you know, sit down with your advisor, get that plan put in place so you can look at it every single year and you can make adjustments going forward every single year. So don't wing it. Now, I, th- I think a lot of people like to wing it. Well, I got my, my plan is my 401k. That's not a plan. That's not a retirement plan. That's a, a bucket that you're putting money into, but there has to be more into that planning process. How are you going to take money out of that to supplement your income? Those types of things. And life, you know, your health maybe change. You know, something maybe you're helping your parents or you have to take care of your grandkids. Whatever life is going to throw at your way, those are the perfect time to sit down with your advisor, make those halftime adjustments, and put those into your planning process to make sure things are still going to come out the other end. Very good comparison on that. And again, if you want to make some halftime adjustments with your financial plan and get in a better position heading through retirement, you can certainly do that by calling Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. Get a complimentary review of your financial situation and on a better path for financial success. 888-885-PLAN is the number. All right, Kevin, let's talk about clock management. During the fourth quarter, you can kind of see we started off maybe like in your early years and then with the yep. halftime adjustments. Now we're going into the fourth quarter of a close game, let's say. Clock management becomes really important. And if you're a super novice at football, the fourth quarter is the final quarter of the game. So you're, you're near the end of the game. Uh, very important period of time for both teams, obviously. You're trying to win. 
team that's ahead wants the clock to run as quickly as possible. So they're trying to keep the ball in bounds, let that clock keep rolling. They want to avoid mistakes like incomplete passes, those kinds of things that make the clock stop. Meanwhile, the other team wants to try and run plays that will lead to a clock stoppage. So you'll often see at the end of the game, team trying to play catch up, catching the ball, running out of bounds. Uh, That stops the clock, helps them extend the game a little bit. So while they're also managing their timeouts too, so they may have three timeouts and they're going to try and save those as long as they can and use them strategically to, again, stretch the game as much as possible. Both coaches are very aware of how much time is left in the game and are trying to manage it very specifically for their situation. So When we talk about investment strategies, how should they change depending on maybe how much time is left in the game or in somebody's uh, approach to retirement, let's say? Sure. Well, that you you just hit it on the head, right? Time. So how much time do you have before you go into retirement? Uh, That's key. And then how much time do you think you have after you retire? So there's two different time clocks that we look at when you come into the office here. So first of all, are you five years out? Are you 10 years out before retirement? And then, you know, maybe we're going to change, you know, a little less growth, a little bit more income. And as you're getting into retirement, the second half of your life and that time clock, we're going to look at income. We need to fill that income need that you're going to have. Most people have, you know, a gap. So they're going to have, you know, X amount of dollars coming in from pensions and social securities, but there's a gap. They need more income to get through retirement. So how are you going to fill that gap? And that's going to change. Uh, in most cases, when people sit down with us, we're going to look at where you're at and how do we change to fill that gap? And that's going to be some income planning. So the clock management is this. As you're getting closer to retirement, we need to keep an eye on that clock till you get to the second half. And then the second half, we're going to change strategies and we're going to go into the income mode. So the clock management has a lot to do with the individual, Walter. You have to sit down. You have to look at your own clock. You have to look at the planning process that you're in. It's on you. The advisor can only do so much. The first step is for that, for the individual you know, to take that first step, go down there and start looking at all the things that encompass getting to retirement and then getting in retirement and through retirement and without running out of money. And that's a lot of clock management. That's a lot of sitting down with your advisor. That's a lot of, you know, making some adjustments. All of those things are going to come into play, but it starts with you. You have to start that conversation. And again, you can start the conversation with Kevin at any point in time about your retirement by picking up the phone and calling him at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. He's your financial coach in Pinconning. Come on by the office, say hello, talk a little bit about what's going on in your financial life and how to put together a better plan. All right, Kevin, we'll uh, wrap up our football and retirement planning conversation with this. It's kind of funny because a lot of fans will get frustrated. They'll have an offense that scores a lot, but a bad defense that gives up just as many points. But they'll also get frustrated if it's the other way around. You've got a great smothering defense, but it goes along with an inept offense that can barely put any points on the board. So you're always either locked into these games that are 40 to 39 or, you know, 10 to 7, right? Yeah. (laughs) Why can't we have both a great offense and a great defense? And that's what makes the NFL unique because it's really hard to strike that balance of being good on both sides of the ball. 
keeping everybody happy and also making you ultra competitive. So let's take a lesson from there. How do you help people maybe strike a balance between a good offense with their money while also playing a, a good defense? Maybe growth would be the offense, right, of our assets, and then maybe not losing a lot of money would be uh, our defense that we're playing. Well, that's kind of what we're getting at, right? This is funny because we have in uh, Insight Folio Group, we have an advisor named Ashok. And Ashok was talking to one of his clients uh, named Keith. And Keith, if you, I know you're listening because I talked to you on the phone and you're asking me how many fish I was catching in Arkansas. But we had the same conversation. Ashok was asking me, you know, about some offense and defense for Keith. So um, we're going to go into a little bit here. You're right. You know, offense is we need to get you down the down the the gridiron, right? We need to get you closer to the goalpost. So how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to take more. We're going to take a growth approach because we need to grow your money as fast as we can to get you there. And then once we get on the defense side, now we got to be a little bit more defensive. Why? Because you've taken maybe 20, maybe 30, maybe even more years to gather all of that all of that offense. And your offense is going to be the dollars that you save between when you started working until the day you retire. So all that offense. Now we have to take that offense. We have to get defensive with it. We have to get defensive with all that those assets that you save to get you through retirement. We want to make sure that you don't run out of money. We want to make sure that you keep up with the cost of inflation. We want to make sure we build in all the things you've been dreaming about all the time you've been working so you can do that into retirement so we may have to take a more defensive approach um, going into retirement most times we do but there are ways to you know stay offensive and defensive in certain investments uh, that will generate some growth but also generate the income that you're looking for and keep up with inflation that's important because if you worked if you just think back to the the day you started work and what a gallon of gas was, what a loaf of bread was. And think about now, are you getting to retirement? How much more it's increased? Well, think the next 20 or 30 years. Same thing's going to happen. Gallon of gas is going to be more. Loaf of bread's going to be more. So we have to be defensive uh, on that side of the ball when you're getting into retirement. But we can't be too defensive. we got to build that inflation. And there are certain investments that will do that. So get, you know, sit down, do that planning and get educated. I can't I can't emphasize this enough. When the more education you get how investments are going to work, how they're going to fill the gaps, how how it's going to help you not run out of money in retirement, the better off you're going to be. The more questions you ask, the better off you're going to be because this is all about, you know, it's going to be a different different game plan. The game plan that got you to retirement is going to be totally different game plan getting you through retirement. So sit down, do that planning, don't procrastinate because we know that never works. And start that process, and, and, and I almost guarantee you, you won't be unhappy if you do that. Very good uh, responses, Kevin. Thanks for playing along with us. Another edition of our football and financial planning uh, lessons and comparisons. Again, if you have questions for Kevin and you want some help navigating through retirement, making it to the end zone, all the other kinds of puns and things like that that we can connect the dots here on, uh, please reach out and have that conversation. It's very easy to do. Just pick up the phone and give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin has more than three decades of experience helping people prepare for their financial future and to achieve success in retirement. And if you need help putting together your plan, uh, talk to somebody who's local, who knows what's important, and knows how to get you there. Talk to Kevin today by calling 888-885-PLAN. More to come on today's show. Stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. 
that old naval acronym? Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, that's the one. Keep listening to Simply Financial. Discover a simpler approach to investing. Thanks for taking the time to join us this week on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios. On the show now, we want to talk a little bit about good news and bad news. And we're going to explain why maybe there's the good news in some of these statements, some of these things that you might hear uh, about maybe from a financial advisor, perhaps a loved one. Maybe it's just something that you say to yourself when looking at your financial statements. But is this enough good news to offset the bad news that's embedded in it as well. Um, as most people prefer, Kevin, we'll give the bad news first and then follow it with the good news in these different scenarios. And I bet that most of our listeners have been in these scenarios or will be one day. So we'll dive into uh, each of these. Ready to go? Sure. All right, here's the first one. The bad news is that you still have a lot of debt, but the good news is that some of that interest you're paying is tax deductible. Boy, is that one. I think people misunderstand this one um more than anything else when I see people come into my office. Walter, you just bought a house, right? Uh, we did, yes. Yeah, so you know, you have some interest because you're a brand new homeowner. Right. So let's just assume a couple of things here. Let's assume that you have $10,000 a year in interest that you're paying. Okay. And you're you're in a 12% tax bracket. And you are able to deduct that as, as, as a deduction. How much does that save you? So that's what, $1,200? $1,200, yeah. right? But it still costs Woo-hoo. you- I got a math eight. question, right? <laughs> let's, let, let's celebrate that for a moment here, Kevin. Yeah. Since we so, dwell on when I get them wrong, I'm going to celebrate on getting one right. You had a calculator <laughs> handy, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> Kevin also warned me during the break, spoke that, that he was easy on me today. He said, there's a math question coming your way. So. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. But, but the, the thing is here, it still cost you money, didn't it? Yeah. Still costs money. And then, so is it tax deductible? With the new tax all changes, Walter, you know, the standard deduction for you and Connie is somewhere around $27,000. So so it's even less important if you're still taking the standard, right? It is because you have to have expenses up and above that. So most people don't qualify for that. And then, you know, I'll have people come, you know, because I own my own business, obviously. Well, you get a tax deduction for that. Well, if I pay a dollar for something and I'm in the 12% tax bracket or 15%, I still pay an 85 cents for it. It's still There's still a cost there along with that. So don't get caught up on this, it's a tax deductible thing because if we look at mortgages over you know 15 to 30 year time frame, those deductions don't add up near as much as all of the interest or all of those things that you're gonna pay going forward. So I think people get hung up on that one way too much and with the tax loss change, the most of those things that you hear about, because this is you know something we used to hear about all the time until the tax all changed, doesn't necessarily um, add up anymore. Yeah, it's a really good point, Kevin, and I think we're in one that is worthy of just kind of keeping in tune with because you'll hear people say that a lot of different ways. I don't want to give up the tax deduction, but then they end up spending more to keep the tax deduction, even though it's, they're coming out with that net loss. Yeah. So. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense if you really look at the dollars of it. No, if you look at the long term and you do some really good planning, you can save a lot more money by paying that off quicker than you are getting deductions on on, on the interest if that's possible. So. Yeah, good points. All right, good news, bad news. Here's another scenario. The bad news is that this mutual fund hasn't performed very well, but the good news is that the fees are low. This is that same kind of thinking, isn't it? It's the fee trap, I call it. The fee trap. Okay. It's, it's picture this, Walter. Picture, Not like the fly trap, but, but well, similar, right? It's, it's similar, very similar. It's sticky, <laughs> right? It hangs with you. Yes. But let's picture this in your mind. I'm standing beside you, and I got my left hand on the left side, and I got my right hand on the right side, and I'm wiggling on my left hand all the time. What are you focused on? 
uh, on your left hand because you're wiggling I mean, you're it not, around. You're not looking at the right hand, right? right? What's what's going on over there? Mis- Same mis- thing. Mis- misdirection. Yeah. Misdirection. Yes. Same thing in this fee trap. You know, if you're just focused only on fees, you're probably not going to be happy and down the road in life. Walter, let me ask you a personal question. Connie's a nurse. Do you go to the cheapest doctor you can find? Uh, no. Try to go well, to a good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, did you just associate low fees, low doctor fees with a bad doctor? I did, kind of. Yeah, yeah kind of did. Do you, go to, do you go to the cheapest dentist you can find? Uh, no. Mm-mm. The same thing applies here. Just because you think you're getting low fees doesn't mean it's in your best interest. You're still paying your hard-earned money because there's still a fee there. Make sure your investments are suitable for your situation. And then, we're in the doctor mode today, I don't know why, Walter, then get regular checkups, right? Let's get some regular checkups going on your portfolio. Make those tweaks as we go. You're getting closer to retirement. Make those tweaks as you're in retirement. Make those tweaks as you walk out on life and you leave what you've earned your whole entire life to your loved ones. Our, you know, if you think of it over like this, Walter, over time, your investments are going to be like your favorite sports team. There's going to be many players on that sports team, and those players are going to change every single year. Well, the same thing in our investments. And just because you have a low fee investment doesn't mean it's necessarily better for you because you could have something that pays twice the fees, but it's done, you know, let's say twice the performance as your other one. So you pay double the fees, but you doubled your money. You got, you got to look at all aspects of the fees when you're sitting down and you're talking to people because fees necessarily aren't a bad thing. Like I said, you don't go to the cheapest dentist. You don't go to the cheapest doctor. You you want something that is going to fix you and, and, and keep you out of trouble and going forth. So don't, I, I ask people, do not concentrate solely on low fees because I can guarantee you this, the low fee you're seeing is maybe 0.55% and that's on your statement. That's not the only fee you have. There are other fees in there. So don't concentrate on that. Look at the, you know, look at the whole picture and make a decision from there. Good points across the board, Kevin. Again, if you've got questions about your own financial plan, reach out to Kevin Ray and the Insight Folios team based in Pinconning. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. We're going over these situations where you get a little bit of good news, a little bit of bad news. Does the good news outweigh the bad news? And we're finding out so far, at least, that no, not usually. Uh, The bad news is, here's another one. The bad news is that you don't have enough money to pay your nursing home care. Yeah, that's bad news. Uh, But the good news is that Medicaid will step in. Well, that's that's sort of your safety net, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The Medicaid steps in. We don't really want to have to use the safety net. But if it, if you do, it's because, you know, we've had clients who, let's say that you spend 10 years in a nursing home like my great-grandmother, and it's $70,000 a year. Walter, that's an easy math question, Whew. right? You spent seven hundred grand, and now Medicaid is going to step in because, you know, you've you spent through your assets. There's different rules with Medicaid today than there was, say, four or five years ago. So... Planning for this, we talked about you know, all these checkups earlier in, in the day, but planning for this, so how do you plan for it? Well, I necessarily don't want Medicaid to step in because guess what? You're not in control anymore, Medicaid is. So you're going to have to go to a facility that has an open bed, for example. You may not want to go there. It may be further away from your loved ones. So planning for this prior to this happening, and how do you do that? Well, you're going to do some long-term care insurance probably. You're going to look at maybe hybrid life insurance policies. You're maybe going to go to the attorney, get some trust done. And what's what's the key word behind all of this, Walter? Planning. You have to plan for these types of things because you don't want, nobody wants to be, you know, end up with no options. And I'm sure you're, our listeners are the same as, as you and I, Walter. We want options and we, we don't want to go, 
and have that safety net is nice. Don't get me wrong, but I'd rather have some different options. So I'm in control and not the, you know, not the States in control. I don't know about you, but that's for me. Options. Ha- having options is a very powerful thing. So I'm, I'm in total agreement with you there. That's, I think something a lot of people can probably point to as something they want in their plan as well. Flexibility options, very underrated when it comes to the financial world. So that's, big. it is. It is. All right, let's do one more here, Kevin. The bad news is that your portfolio just lost 40%. Oops. But the good news is that it'll come back eventually. <laughs> well, I hear that. I hear that a lot, too. But l- l- let's give a real life example here, Walter. It's going to be a math question. Okay. But but an easy math question, okay? All right. You got $100,000. You're going into retirement. Whether it's 100 or a million, you can use the simple math that I'm about to use. Okay. And you're doing the 4% rule. The 4% rule says you can withdraw 4% of whatever your portfolio portfolio balance is, is so 4% of 100,000 is $4,000. And you should be able to do that for the rest of your life without running out of money. So if we started at 100, we just lost 40,000. How much do we have? We got 60 left. And I'm withdrawing how much? And you're withdrawing 4,000 a month? So, so 4,000 a year, right? Yeah, or a year, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we got 56,000. What happens if the market doesn't come back this year? Uh, well, one big consequence is if we're sticking by the 4% rule, we're no longer withdrawing 4,000 at that point, right? We, or we, we can't by the rule. We can only we, draw we 4% of what we got left, right? Right. Well, and then that, so if you lost 40%, you know, what, what do you have to make to get back to even? And here's the problem with that type of thinking is if when you're 20 years old, nothing wrong with it because it's going to come back. If you're 40 years old, it gets a little bit more concerning. If you're 60 years old and the portfolio loses 40%, you probably don't have the time to wait that out for that market to come back. What you're withdrawing and you still need to withdraw to meet your retirement needs are critical. That's why it's super important to sit down and put a solid income plan together that if this situation happens, you don't fall into that trap. We need investments that'll generate income no matter what the market does, because when you stop working, your paycheck stops coming in. So what do you have to do? Your investments now are your employees. You have to put those investments to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, And their job is to do one thing, that's produce income for you to get you all the way to and through retirement without having to worry about if the market drops 40%, how am I going to do it? So if you come into the office, we sit down and if you're worried that you, I can stress test your portfolio. I can put in to your plan. We lost 40% overnight, just like that. You're still withdrawing X amount of dollars. How long before you're going to get into trouble? If you don't know that answer, I suggest you find that answer out. And if you don't have an advisor you're working with, give me a call. I'd be happy to go through that with you. That's critical. You figure this out before you go into retirement. Like I said, we're talking about a doctor, get a financial checkup. If you haven't had one in a while, I suggest you sit down and talk to your advisor. If you don't have an advisor, talk to me. We'd be happy to go through that with you. But do not chance this. This is your retirement. This is your life. This is what I call the second half of your life. You worked hard to get to retirement. Let's make sure that we can play just as hard as we worked in retirement to do the things that you've been dreaming about all that time. So don't procrastinate because we know that never works out. Sit down and actually you know, do some planning. If you don't want to procrastinate today and you want to take some action and be proactive about your financial plan, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give Kevin a call. And really, that gives gets the ball rolling. That gets you headed in the right direction for a comprehensive financial plan. It usually just starts with a couple of simple questions about what you're looking for in your retirement years or how you want your financial future to play out. How can you accomplish the different goals that you have? You know, a lot of people begin the retirement planning process just simply by saying something like, 
I want to make sure that I can go visit my grandkids X amount of times per year. So just need to figure out how in the numbers we can make that happen. Or like in the case of my parents, it's all about being able to make the move to Maine. And it's it's all about how much house can we afford with our move and then take care of our basic expenses. That's how they began their journey. Just need to answer those couple of quick questions. And that's how you get the conversation started. And then you start to dictate the plan around those really essential goals that you have for yourself. And Kevin then helps make sure that all these other nuances like long-term care and uh, you know nursing home concerns, maybe legacy planning, passing money to the next generation, all these auxiliary things are important and get wrapped into the plan as well. But it usually begins with something simple like, hey, I just need to I need to replace this uh, the salary that I've gotten. I've got a social security and a pension. I've got this and a 401k, but I don't know how to make it all come together to get me through retirement. Well, that's exactly what Kevin dives into on a daily basis with his clients to figure out and get you in the right direction. So if you've got questions, don't hesitate to reach out. The number to call again is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folios right there in Pinconning. Come by, say hello, have a conversation. 888-885-PLAN is the number. More to come on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on the show today. This is where we just take a quick sidestep from the financial stuff just to have a little fun. Kevin, question for you this week. What are you allergic to that you don't mind sharing on the show? Well, you know, before I answer that, Walter, something just came to mind. Okay. And I'm going to guess what you're allergic to before you tell us. Okay. I think I probably told it before. But. Based on last week's conversation, you're allergic to soap on your legs. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. For, for those who don't know, that would probably be very obscure if they didn't hear that conversation last week. We were having a funny debate over whether you actually wash your legs or just let the water run down. And yes. uh, I was in the let the water run down and consider it clean camp. So. <laughs> I'm sorry about Very that. funny of you, my friend. Yeah. Yes, very clever. But I'm a boring person. I'm allergic to mold and dust mold and dust and, okay. and I've, yeah. I've taken allergy shots in the uh in, in the past i've had the no nasal surgery you know or to that really really helped but there's times where you know i just that dust especially seems to creep up on me and just you know constantly uh, give me problems breathing at night so i've got a good good handle on it now but i'm curious to see what you're allergic mm. to well i would say in your case like of all things to be allergic to like it's not like your allergies are taking away from anything fun right like no. you, yeah Just you're sleeping. not missing out on life by <laughs> being allergic to those things no so. no I suppose you could throw mine in the category of missing out on something in life, but I don't even like it. So, but maybe the reason why is because I'm allergic to the only allergy I have that I know of is uh, pineapple. Really? Yeah, I'm allergic to pineapple. I think specifically raw pineapple, cooked pineapple doesn't seem to bother me very much. But uh, raw pineapple, I, I swell up. My, my lips and tongue kind of go numb and swell up, and I get a really itchy, scratchy throat. And yeah. It's, not fun to eat it. So how old were you when you figured that out? Mm, let's see. I didn't like it growing up. I don't remember no? being allergic to it growing up. And it wasn't until probably like maybe high school or college I actually had some pineapple and was like, ooh, this is making me feel weird. Wow. wow. Yeah. So To me, there's nothing better than a good ripe pineapple. I love that stuff. So, mm, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that'll do it. I no, had a I had a beer once, and I started to my my lips started to swell, and my tongue went numb, and I was like, "What is in this?" And it turned out there was pineapple in the beer. It was like wow. at a local brewery, and they that was like their special little ingredient. <laughs> well, now you put now when you said that you put a little vodka in that pineapple juice. I, I enjoy that too once <laughs> that, in a while. That's, yep, that's what, that's good stuff. That'll numb your tongue a little bit too, <laughs> yeah, depending yeah. on the strength, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. Uh, yeah, it was kind of it's just kind of a weird thing, but I actually tried. We had some friends over a couple weeks ago, and they uh, had made uh, the wife had made um, up what is it pineapple upside down cake, upside down yep. pineapple cake, or however yep. you phrase that. And I was like, man, I really want to try it because she's an amazing baker and cook. And I was like, I don't want to miss out. This is going to be really tasty. And so I was like, well, let me try it. We'll see if I, I mean it's not like I'm dying when I ever eat pineapple, so I'll just give it a shot. And I didn't swell up or anything. And uh, and I and, and I think I was able to prove that I don't like it just because I probably have that reaction to it. So I was like, let me just try it and see if I can actually enjoy the taste of it. And it was pretty good. I still was kind of like holding my nose a little bit while eating it, but. Um, you know, all the cakey part was really good. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> She's like, that's how much you like dessert. You're willing to uh, eat something you're allergic to to give it a shot. <laughs> you're going to sacrifice your body. I love it. <laughs> I will I will make the sacrifice for uh, for some good dessert. I think there was a movie scene like that. Aren't you allergic to that? And they're like, I don't care. <laughs> it, it tastes so good. <laughs> so there's a lot of people out there with a lot worse allergies, aren't there? I know uh, my uncle just randomly became allergic to tomatoes in his 40s just out of nowhere well, developed a tomato allergy so and those peanut allergies are very very bad you know if people have those yeah and, those can be serious yeah. mm-hmm. i have a good friend he didn't know he was allergic to shellfish until one night we just had to run him into the doctor yeah because he was his throat was swelling shut wow and, you know we got him there and then he um give him a shot of i think it was adrenaline or whatever they give them to you know to reverse it but yeah. he can't eat shellfish yeah he found out one day so Wow, how about that? Yeah, my uh, my mom's allergic to shellfish, but hers is more like the stomach variety. Oh, um, okay. Luckily, not like a throat closing up type of an aller- uh, allergy. But yeah, it's fascinating. We have a, fr- a friend who's allergic to garlic and onion, and I'm like, man, and it's really hard for them to go out to eat anywhere. And then even like when you're making food for them, you've got to be really careful because it's in yeah. every seasoning, like you know that you buy at the store, like combined seasonings and stuff. It's in all the stuff, so you got to be really careful. And that's uh, just wrong, right? You that's just have wrong. Garlic and garlic and onion. Yeah, I feel so bad. I feel so yeah, bad. Yeah, me for too. It. But uh, you know, we adapt and and we learn. So I don't feel so bad about my my pineapple allergy. You can live without pineapple. I, yes. I can live without that pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, let's get on to our next topic, which is uh, I think we have time to answer a listener question or two. So. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Physics encompasses the entire universe, from quantum particles to supernovas, from spinning electrons to spinning galaxies. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Almost time to wrap up for the week, but before we do, we want to get a question from Robert here on Simply Financial. Uh, If you'd like to submit questions to be featured on a future show, you can do that online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button. Robert says, I'm retiring in 2025. Should I just have my 401k money invested in the 2025 target date fund? Seems a little too simple, but that's what the fund is supposed to do for me, right? Well, theoretically, that's what it's supposed to do, Robert. But you, you have to look behind the scenes, behind the curtain, so to speak, and see what's really going on in that fund. So when you hear the word 2025, it means you're going to retire 
higher in the year 2025. So theoretically, you're going to have less stocks and more bonds in that particular portfolio. But Robert, if you look at, let's say, uh, four or five different 2025 funds, maybe T. Rowe Price, maybe Wells Fargo, maybe Fidelity, you're going to see they're all different. The, the asset mixture, the number of percent to bonds, to cash, to stocks, they're going to be all different. There, there's not one 2025 fund that's the same as the next one out. So for me, you have to look behind the scenes and see if it's suitable for you. Now, we all know interest rates have been rising. So if a good portion of it is in bonds, you're probably seeing a downfall, you know, a pullback in your stock price or in your bond price. You have to have a plan tailored just for you. You know, maybe there's something better out there for you. Maybe it's more suitable for you. Maybe it'll get you to your goal quicker. How do you know? Well, you start doing that planning process. You know, and our planning process is, is the simplicity. So just go down there road start planning for it see how it works behind the scenes see if it fits in, into your plan if not make some adjustments and then those adjustments will get you to and through retirement and you'll be a lot more confident a lot more happier as you're getting into retirement okay very good great question robert thanks for sending that one in to us and again if you've got any questions like that something else financially that's on your mind and you want to dig into it a little bit and start going down that road of planning for your retirement getting a comprehensive plan in place and if you're not quite ready for that step you just want to have a conversation with kevin address some simple questions to begin with you can do that as well uh, but the way to get in touch is the same either way 888-885-PLAN is the number if you get the voicemail when you call in just leave a quick note and Kevin or the sensational Stacy in the office will follow up with you to set up that time to chat. 888-885-PLAN. You can meet in the office in pinconning or remotely if you're more comfortable with that. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial, and you can start that conversation. Again, one more time, 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, thanks for joining us on the show. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun. All right, take care, everybody. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.